Welcome to the Soul Surgery Podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch and I am your host. I am a maturation facilitator, teacher and coach, integrative holistic health counselor, breathwork facilitator and author. I am the founder of the Academy of Maturation Coaching, The Alchemy of Being, where I train as many people as I can to become powerful spaces for human beings to come home to their authentic truth. Maturation is a powerful evolutionary process of dissolving trauma, breaking free of stuck patterns, and growing and healing at the taproot. Growing out of who we thought we were from the stories led by our past conditioning in order to grow and evolve into who we were born to be. In this podcast, I will be sharing many different things with you, opening up the doorways to my coaching sessions where you can witness with your own eyes how trauma contaminates our reality and how we can dissolve it, heal it at the root and rewrite the story of our lives, reclaiming our power and reminding each one of us that who we are is wholeness. I will be interviewing some of the world's most prominent teachers in spirituality, healing, transformation, and human involvement, and sharing with you my own teachings and learnings along the way, and above all, sharing with you my heart. The purpose of this podcast is to remind each one of you who you really are, to open up the doorway to a new possibility, to a new paradigm, to healing, health, transformation, and our involvement as individuals and a species. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One thing that you can do for me, if you find this podcast useful and if you love it, please do subscribe. And if you feel called to leave a review because reviews really matter. They help to spread the word and help to spread this podcast to as many people as we can. And lastly, if you have any big aha moments, any shifts, any insights in any of these episodes, please do share it with me. Share with me which episode it was, where in the episode it happened, and how it has impacted you and your life. So without further ado, let's get going. I hope you enjoy today's episode on the Soul Surgery Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Soul Surgery. And this week I wanted to sh share with you and speak about something that I have recently had a really big shift with, a really, really, really big transformational shift. And it's a topic that has kind of blown my mind or a learning that has blown my mind. And I'm going to go really deep here and I'm going to go really intimate here because I think that this is going to help a lot of people. So this week's episode is all about how our relationship with money is exactly the same, identical to our relationship with intimacy identical. So identical that there is literally no separation. It is the same. So, you know, I've been working on my relationship with money for, you know, quite a few years now. And 
And I'm going to do a whole other podcast episode just on that alone. But long story short, at the crux of my relationship to money was my was my relationship to my self-worth. And the story that I was coming from and living in around value, my value, my place in this world, the value of my place in this world, not as someone special, not as someone uh, unique, but just as someone that is already worthwhile. And that really went against the story that I was identified with from my past. And really money deserves a whole episode on its own. So does intimacy. But for this particular episode, I want to talk about how entwined these two things are. So at the beginning of this year, I started working on this. A coach of mine said to me that my relationship with money is the same as my relationship with intimacy. And so if I really want to look deeper, even deeper at my relationship with money, I need to look honestly really honestly at my relationship with intimacy in relationship with another. And I remember the moment I heard this because it, it felt like a kick in the stomach, you know, that kind of kick in the stomach that you get when, when you know that you've just heard truth, truth that you don't really want to know truth that you don't really want to see but you know that that's the next place you got to go now. And the reason why I started to even explore this and why I was even having these conversations was because I was really looking at my relationship with earning and receiving much more abundantly and expansively than I've ever received and earned before. Not from a greed level, not from a materialistic level, but from an expansive level, you know, really receiving um, a kind of revenue and earning a kind of revenue that gives me the absolute freedom to do what I need to do on this earth with the highest level of impact without suppression, without hiding, without having to micromanage myself or control myself to really, with absolute full embodied commitment to my mission here and my purpose here on this earth, I wanted to start expanding my relationship with money so that I had the freedom to make those changes and have that level of impact. And on a vibrational level, doubling my revenue, tripling, quadrupling my revenue, it wasn't about so much the numbers, but more about the vibrational impact that 
had? Who do I need to become to double, triple, quadruple my income? Who do I need to become to breathe in that space, to stand in that space, to be responsible for that space? What kind of message, what kind of work, what kind of leader do I need to be in order to double, triple, quadruple my revenue? So this was the beginnings of that conversation. And I was really at the beginning, early stages of this particular body of work. And this is when this coach said this to me, your relationship with money, Nikki, is identical to your relationship with intimacy. And as I left that conversation and I felt the kick in my stomach, I knew something was arising. Something was in process of revealing itself to me that I could not see before. You know how that works? It's so profound, isn't it? We think we think we see everything that we need to see. We think our eyesight is clear and we can see until until another blind spot is uncovered. And we realize that we can only see what we can see. We can't see where we're seeing from. Let me say that again. We can only see what we can see, but we can't see where we're seeing from. And so there are multiple, multiple blind spots that we have that we don't even know we have them. And that's why maturation work is so profound. That's why it's lifelong. That's why it's an ever limitless, expansive journey of evolution, because there are, there are never ending blind spots. Our consciousness will always have more spaces to grow and awaken and wake up and see more clearly where we were blind before. Now in this moment, what was starting to happen was a blind spot was beginning to be revealed to me. And so I kind of went around about in my day and my life, just letting this percolate, just letting this do what it needed to do and not really kind of getting in the way of it. And I was the next day I was doing a workout and it was like churning inside of me, you know, you know how it goes. It's like, it doesn't really go away. It's there. Something something is about to be revealed, something, something, something. And I was doing a workout and I bent down to pick up one of my weights and it was like a light bulb went off. Bing! And it was just an absolute moment of pure clarity. When I saw it, I saw the connection that you know, in intimacy, even after having done a substantial amount of work, and let me tell you, my relationship with intimacy is like far better than it ever was, certainly 20 years ago. And even after this much work, even after 10 years of marriage, even after 
multiple years of couples therapy and transformational programs, there's always more blind spots. There's more to grow. And what I saw was that unconsciously I had a belief I was living in a story or coming from a story where if I, if I were to ex really express my full whole self, if I was really to be my full whole self, all of myself, no hiding, no withholding, no putting things into certain boxes and places and only showing things in certain places and revealing things in certain places. Like if I were to really be my full whole self, I was always already expecting to be abandoned and punished. And this wasn't conscious. It's steeped. It was steeped in my unconsciousness. We cannot see where we're seeing from. We cannot see the story that we're coming from. We can only see what we see from where we're seeing from. And I could not see that where I was still coming from in relation to intimacy and being my full whole self on uncensored. With that came an always already. You know what I mean by that? It's always already happened. I only know myself to be as the one that gets abandoned and punished if I show my full whole self. It's an identification. It's a complete attachment of an identification of who I think I am, or who I know myself to be inside the story. And it just became so clear. I saw it everywhere. I saw it everywhere. It was like, even, even though I've been with my husband for 10 years, even though I'm still, you know, I'm, I share myself and I, I share myself a lot more than I used to when I was a drug addict. I share myself, I speak my truth, I, I run my business, I'm doing relatively well. I, it looks like I'm someone that doesn't have an issue with sharing my voice. But the truth is, in that moment, when, I, when the light bulb went off, I saw levels of hiding myself that I had never seen before. I saw that I don't share certain things with my husband about my success, about my earnings. I don't share secrets about myself or what I thought were secrets about my abilities to hear life and to see energy. And, you know, I can, I have these kind of hidden things about me that I just don't really speak out loud, you know, like I can hear the wind and life speaks to me constantly, like I'm in this ever co-creation space with life. And that's just where I, where I exist, but I don't, I don't share those things. 
And I just started to see it was like a wall crumbling down in front of my eyes as more truth started to show itself to me. And I saw that, of course, this story is is from my past, you know, in my childhood, my mother was manic depressive in my childhood. If I, you know, I came out of the womb kind of dancing and singing. That's what I was told. I mean, my mom used to say I would literally go up to homeless people and hug them and kiss them and tell them I loved them. And and I was just this kind of bubbly ball of light and expression. And I, and it was very triggering for my family members. You know, there was a lot of difficulty going on in the house when I was born. My father had just left my mother. My mother was suffering from her own depression. Um, the two siblings uh, who were older than me were in the midst of this angry, sad family dynamic. My father had just abandoned us. You know, it was pretty heavy and it was really, there was a lot of pain. And then I was born and I kind of bumbled out of the womb in this full expression of nickiness. And it really triggered everybody. Now, I, I am, I very quickly began to identify that it, that it isn't safe to be myself. In fact, when I am myself, I will be abandoned and I will be punished. And so the split begins. And when I say the split, I mean the split from myself, my truest self, the split from my truest self into the identification of the story. And my whole life was created and my, all my reality was created and seen and experienced from this place. You know, if I am my full whole self, I will be abandoned and I will be punished. Now I've done a lot of work on this. I'm far from living as an addict now. In fact, I live abundantly and free. And I am most days really at peace. But this, this shows how deeply ingrained, like deep in the roots of my being, deep in the pores of my, the fibers of my pores, you know, this, these stories have roots. So there's sort of many layers of clearing out and dissolving and breaking free. And that's why maturation is, a, is an ever-growing process. It's, just, it's not static. It's continuous. It's limitless. And so I, I started to see how much I withhold myself. And of course, the dynamic in my marriage is that my husband would get triggered by my big energy because of his childhood. And I'm not going to talk about him. He can talk about himself when he comes on the podcast, but you know, perfectly, we had chosen each other perfectly. His exact trigger points, core childhood wounds would be the exact things that, and if I were my full whole self, it would 
directly trigger him and the dynamic would kick off. And just like that, there are two stories reliving their childhood. Exactly. And so the dynamic in our marriage had been, if I was my full whole self, he would get triggered and try to shut, shut it down, not consciously, but just in his own fear, in his own uncomfortableness, in his own self. And what was so interesting is as I started to see this, like really see, you know, the big C, seeing from your whole being, all your awareness, all your consciousness. Literally an hour later, my husband came up to me and said, honey, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something. I feel like you withhold from me. You're not sharing with me. Like I hadn't told him I'd started working with this new coach. I hadn't told him that I was aim, you know, I had these new visions and goals to triple and quadruple my income. I hadn't told him these things. Why? Because I thought it was too big. Who am I? Who am I to be bigger? If I'm bigger, if I really let myself be all of me, the full, glorious, absolute, uncensored, unhinged, un-anything expression of my nickiness, of my true self. And by the way, my nickiness is not my true self. That too is an identification. If I really embody my true self, coming from that story, I will be punished and abandoned. And so I sat with him and I told him what I was starting to see. And I told him what my visions and goals were. And, you know, the fear started moving through my body and I watched it and it felt so vulnerable to, to, to take action and behavior beyond this story and and it was moving through me but I had consciousness about it so I didn't act out on it I kind of let the vulnerability move through and he had to learn how to receive it without letting his trigger take over and so it was a really fundamental point of another shift between us in intimacy now what's really interesting is is that was exactly the relationship I had with money. I had started to, like I was already doing far better than I've ever done financially. And I was earning pretty well, but I had hit a plateau. And I, I started to see really clearly that even though I, I was now earning relatively well in my business, my business is a six, was a six-figure business, I was really doing it hiding. Like I never really ever spoke too much about my programs on social media or in public. Like I managed to kind of fill my programs privately and private invitation and everything was kind of kept a little bit low under the surface. And then I started to see that this exact same always already story was, was exactly the same in, in my self-expression and also my earnings. 
If I show myself too much to you guys, if I use my voice too honestly, too authentically, too full, if I show it all in its full glory, I will be abandoned and I will be punished. If I earn and receive financially, expansively and abundantly and in full impact, I will be abandoned and I will be punished. I always, I noticed that even if I had a substantial amount of cash in my business account, I at some point would always feel like it was all going to disappear and then I would be left with nothing. I was bringing the same relationship to money. I was always already expecting money to abandon me and punish me at any given moment. And this is completely entwined because it's not about money, intimacy, sharing our voice, and even sex. It's all about where we're coming from that creates everything. It was so perfectly identical. I had this habit that I was even kind of hiding from myself that every maybe month, at some point, whether it's a small episode or a big episode, I would be gripped with terror and anxiety that this is the moment now that I'm going to lose everything. The business is going to crumble. All my money is going to disappear. And I'm going to have to live in suffering. I was bringing the same story from my childhood into my relationship with money. I was expecting money to abandon me and punish me at any given moment. I was expecting my husband to abandon me and punish me at any given moment. I was expecting you guys to abandon me and punish me at any given moment. And and, and it really has nothing to do with you. And it has nothing to do with him. And it has nothing to do with money. It is all to do with where I'm coming from. And so my healing in this area began. And the first step I want to say is you can't heal what you can't see. First, we must be able to have full consciousness we have to come out of the blind spot. We have to come out of blindness around a particular area of how we have been being in the world. Only with our conscious awareness, only with seeing, can we begin to heal. We cannot heal what we cannot see. Why? Because the healing doesn't happen out there. It's not something that you do to me. I could have made a million pounds in one day and I would still have an episode at some point where I would always expect, always already expect to be abandoned and punished. And in fact, in this moment, as I just said that, I've just realized 
that my mother actually does have panic attacks, that the money is going to run out in any given moment. And so this is clearly absorbed and inherited in, in a very deep way. God knows how long this goes back. And, you know, I'm certainly going to dive deeper and look at that. And so the first step to my healing and to any healing is we have to be able to see. We have to be able to see what we don't want to see or what we haven't been ready to see. And so the beginning of my healing was to see this and not just to see it on a surface level, to let it move through me, to let myself feel it, to let it impact me, to, to feel the pain of, of what it feels like to walk around in the world expecting to be punished and abandoned if I'm too big, if I'm too myself. To feel that fear, to feel that young terror that was still imprinted in my being. That's part of the healing is to feel what we have been resisting. You see, these stories are a form of survival they are not who we are. We create the stories, the identification to these stories and attachments to these stories because we are trying to survive. Because without them, we would have to feel it all. And when we're four, five, six, however young we were when the story was planted and imprinted, it's too painful to feel such things. So part of the healing, once you see it, is to feel it, to feel what you have been resisting all along. And I went through a phase soon after this big insight, a stroke of insight. If you haven't seen the Jill Bolte-Taylor talk on YouTube, called A Stroke of Insight, please go and see it now. A Stroke of Insight, after that, I then had a phase where I really had to feel. And I, I kind of went, I hit low places because it was painful. And I saw how much I had been withholding myself from my marriage, from the world, from everyone, and how I had to feel the pain of that, the pain of living so in such a suppressed, fearful place, and this is after a lot of work, that I genuinely felt like being me or my full self would be a dangerous thing. And I had to feel that pain. And after I came out of that dark phase, the shadow, something started to clear and it was like clouds parting. It was like the sun coming through an overcast day and suddenly you see blue skies. And it was like I had released something. Something had shed, a skin had shed. And I can honestly say I feel more me now than I have ever felt in my whole life. I don't feel afraid right now to share more of who I am with you. 
my relationship with my husband has had another shift where I'm, he was saying to me the other day, we were in the playground with the kids and, and I started like flying down the flying fox and he just laughed and smiled. And he said, wow, you're really, you're really coming back to me. <laughs> and my relationship with money feels so much more free and joyful without this angst and weight of expectation that something bad is going to happen. And of course, that allows it to flow more freely. Money is energy. Money is a flow of life force. Money isn't just that paper. It's, a, it's an energetic exchange. And of course, I'm going to do a whole nother episode on this. Or maybe I'll get an expert to come and do an episode on this. And so I guess the teaching here and the invitation here for you guys is spend some time to really inquire about this. What is your relationship to money? What is the story that you live in around money? And look how it is identical. Look for the similarities and the connections with your relationship with intimacy and your relationship to sharing your voice, your self-expression. Begin that inquiry, looking at the similarities, looking at what, where you are coming from with it, not what you're just doing, although that's helpful too, but where are you coming from in what you're doing? Because when you can start to see, when you can distinguish where you are coming from, that is the beginning of the dissolving of the story or the attachment to the story. And then once you see more clearly, allow yourself to feel it. Let it begin to unravel and percolate within you because that is the beginning of the maturation. That's the cocoon beginning to shed. Don't be afraid to feel that emotion. It is part of the releasing. It is part of the healing. And then start to look at what relationship do you want to have in intimacy? and with money, and with yourself. So I hope that you have found this useful. It has been really lovely to be able to share this with you. If you have loved this episode, please do leave me a review. You know, reviews really matter. That's what I've really noticed. The more reviews, the more of your voice that you share with me here, the more that you put it down in writing, the more people get to listen to this content and they get to receive it and heal from it. So please do leave a review. It's probably the most generous gift you could give me for this podcast. And if you love soul surgery, then subscribe to this channel so that you can receive these episodes in your inbox as soon as they come out and you never miss one. And lastly, I love to hear about your shifts and your healing. So if you have any big aha moments here, if you have any big shifts just from listening to what I've just spoken about, 
please share with me right in the comments below the YouTube video or, or DM me on social media at Nikki underscore Clinch is my Instagram handle, or you can send me an email from my website, NikkiClinch.com. I want to hear about your, your healing. That is part of my vision. And it reminds me that this work is, is doing what it's meant to do. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have found this useful and I can't wait to see you again next week. Bye.